0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Digging Deeper with Mandy and Erica. I'm Mandy. And I'm Erica. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We here at Digging Deeper like to dig deeper into the Bible, learn it,
1: understand it, and then share it with you guys. That's right, Mandy. And today we're just going to dive right into the second part of last week's podcast where we were talking about Bethel Church in Redding, California.
0: Yes, and how their theology is bad and how it translates into Bethel music and how we shouldn't really be singing their songs in church today.
1: Okay, so why does all this matter? Why are we talking about Bethel right now and healings and all of that when we're supposed to be talking about worship? (laughs) True. Because they are using worship music as the Trojan horse in Christian churches today to get their teachings in the door. Uh, We're not making that up. We mean that. And we have a quote here from Bill Johnson himself. Regarding his music, so while you're looking up his quote, you know that Bethel music rakes in a ton of money each year. We're talking tens of millions of dollars for the worship music that they put out there. You hear it on KLove, churches are all around the world play it, and every time they play it, they're supposed to put the copyright at the bottom of the of the song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're playing it, um, and they pay for that. So every time a church plays a Bethel song. It gives money to this organization and what they're doing. Okay, here's the quote from Bill Johnson himself. Music bypasses all of the intellectual barriers. And when the anointing of God is on a song, people will begin to believe things they wouldn't believe through teaching. I I can't believe he said that. Can you? No. if I, he's saying, if I taught you this, you wouldn't believe it because it's not biblical. But if we sing it and the music is good, it gets into people that way because it bypasses the intellectual. He calls it a barrier. Your, he calls your mind a barrier. I can't believe that. <laughs> What did we talk about in the last podcast? True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. You need the heart and you need the mind to properly worship God. That is how God defines proper worship to him. Composed of your mind and composed of your heart. This guy is saying your mind's a barrier to worshiping God. (laughs) That's crazy. So yes, they do. They admit that they use their music to get into churches and What about all these young people? They hear this music that's so popular. It gets you moving. It's super emotional. It draws them to Bethel. Yeah. We're not making this up. There are young people who feel like that is the Holy Spirit. That is being spirit-filled. And they can't find that in traditional Christian churches nowadays in their community. So they go to Bethel-like churches Mm -hmm. near them or they go to Bethel themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's how Bethel draws all these people, all these young people, really. Okay, I'm going to read just a little script from this book. Okay. It is risky business singing along mindlessly to Bethel songs or any other worship songs simply because we find the music tantalizing or emotionally and spiritually moving. When our emotions are running wild and our mental barriers are down all kinds of half-baked or dead wrong ideas can sneak by and lodge themselves in our minds divorcing the heart from the mind is dangerous it leads to a feeble faith and makes us vulnerable to deception it is not true worship if you are singing a message you don't agree with the intellect must be working in concert with the heart okay That was extremely well put. I couldn't have said that better myself.
0: Okay, guys, we're cutting into this video again. And uh, we just wanted to give some examples of why Bethel, why we say that it's not biblical. Their songs aren't biblical.
1: So you guys can see with your own eyes what we're talking about. Yeah, because, I mean, you're probably not going to want to just take our word for it. We have to have evidence. Yeah, yeah. Evidence is a good word. Yeah. So... I have to give a little bit of background on this song that we picked out. It's called Come Out of That Grave Resurrection Power. Um, The song was released on May 25th, 2020. It's a really catchy tune. It's really great for worship and it sounds really good. But I don't think a lot of people know how the song originated. It's very, uh, it's such a heart-wrenching, sad story. It is.
0: What's really unbelievable is that this story that we're about to tell from Bethel was a national National. Story on the news, right? And then for some reason, we we we've never connected the two together. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. So here's the story. Um, back in December of 2019, on December 14th, um, there was a two-year-old little girl, and her name was Olive, and she was the daughter of one of the worship leaders. Actually, I think they were the parents were both worship leaders at Bethel Church, mm. and just suddenly, for no apparent reason. She died. She just stopped breathing and she and she died. and that is I can't even imagine the heartache and the pain that those parents felt in that moment. Mm-mm. It's just that's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing for anyone. but unfortunately, these parents were heavily involved in bethel right they'd have to be their their worship leaders mm-hmm. and in that church what we talked about is they they emphasize supernatural miracles healings and even dead raising raising people from the dead they even have a dead raising team you know a group of guys that claim that they have powers to raise people from the dead so instead of that family grieving this tragic loss they were encouraged by their church and their pastor bill johnson to not to say pray for resurrection for this child is not even what they were doing they were demanding the child to come up out of the grave mm-hmm. and they were taught and led to believe that if they just chanted this over and over again all have come up out of that grave in jesus name that their words had resurrection power they literally had the power to make this two-year-old girl come back to life and this went on for about six days it was and it went from just like a local church coming together to resurrect this child to this being a global phenomenon like you said there was they were pleading to christians around the globe i think it was Mm -hmm. to come alongside them and demand all of the come up out of that grave in jesus name and it just got really enthusiastic we're going to show a video of them at bethel church and it's just like this whole the whole church is just jumping up and down and going on and on and demanding the resurrection of this little girl and after six days she was not resurrected, and they finally put an end to it. Mm-hmm. So that is a really terrible, awful story. And this poor family wasn't able to grieve properly, um, wasn't able to understand how God works. And to make matters worse, that happened on December 14th, 2019. And like I said, this song came out on May 25th, 2020. And it, this song is an exploitation of that whole event. And we're gonna show the two songs—the song they spontaneously were singing for Olive—and then the song that they released just what six months later. Yeah. And you can see it's the same exact song, and now they're just making money off of it. It's really oh, it's bad. Okay, guys. So this is a recorded video at Bethel during that incident where they were demanding all of the come up out of that grave. <laughs> Come out of that grave, come out of that grave Jesus' name.
0: All live, come out of that grave, come
1: out of that grave in Jesus' name. All Come out of that grave, come out of that grave in
0: Jesus'
1: name. So it just goes on and on, Um just
0: saying the same thing over and over again, but. having a kid yourself to be put through that
1: it's notice that they never actually say they never actually pray to god they never say god please bring this child back to life not my will but your will be done Hmm. do you see the difference there yeah you can't we don't have that power of god
0: well let's take a look at jesus whenever he was um praying right before he's about to be taken he said jesus is saying take this cup from me i don't want to endure all this but then he says not my will but your will be done
1: jesus was human just like we are he he knew what was coming because he was god too okay so i got to bring this up because you know people are thinking this what about lazarus we saw him come up out of the grave. Yeah. What about him? If Lazarus could do it, why can't all us or anyone else? I think we're missing the point of resurrection. Um, You know, when Lazarus, you know, there's a really important part of the story of Lazarus being resurrected that we miss, and that is that Jesus wept. Jesus was 100% human and 100% God. In his human form, he wept. He grieved. Loss is hard. It's emotionally hard, and Jesus felt that, and he grieved over the loss of his friend mm-hmm. it's not wrong for us to grieve when we lose a child or friend or you know a loved one in this life that happens mm-hmm. and it's good to grieve yeah and to heal from that but jesus was 100 god at the same time and it was like you said god's will for jesus at that time to call lazarus up out of the grave and let me just say that Jesus said Lazarus come up out of the grave because he was God. He, God, has the power to speak things into existence, to speak and it be done. I don't think there's anything wrong with praying to God and asking for your loved one to come back. I really don't. Mm-mm. As long as it's God's will and as long as you accept God's will. <laughs> I think the problem is, is that you're, you're, you're not asking God. You're demanding. Like they weren't talking to God. They were talking to Olive. Hmm. Yeah. And saying in Jesus name, as if it was a magic formula. Okay. So in that video, you saw the worship service, the spontaneous worship service during their six day um, praying for Olive or whatever. So I just want to point out one thing. There's nothing wrong with praying to God to ask him if it's his will to even resurrect someone, he can. Yeah. I totally believe that. I mean, he's God. He's got the power. He's done it before. He can do it again.
0: Yeah. We're not saying that he doesn't do it or he only did that in the Old Testament or, you know, we're not saying that, but we are saying that there's a difference in asking God for resurrection power to raise somebody from the dead than demanding him, but never praying also.
1: Or not even demanding him. They were talking to all of yeah they were de- they were t- they were demanding all of the come up out of the grave that's unbiblical i'm sorry it is yeah okay so now let's switch over to the song called come up out of that grave resurrection power that was recorded just six months later after this whole episode yeah Okay, you can see the lyrics are a little bit different, but let's just play one more clip from that last one.
0: So what did you guys think? Did you think that it sounded exactly the same? It was identical.
1: It's the same song. I changed the lyrics a little bit, not even completely.
0: It's just sad because knowing that it didn't happen, that Olu wasn't resurrected, she never came out of the grave... And then to have that like
1: in your face all the time, that song. You know, let's compound that with the person who wrote this song, who takes credit for writing this song, "Come Out of Grave." Who did that? Brian Johnson, <clears throat> the son of, of Bill Johnson, Johnson, and he's also a pastor at Bethel Church. So you have the very pastor exploiting this tragic situation for monetary gain. Yeah, sick. So we, we we only got through one
0: song that we wanted to do. We have another one we're going to pick it back up with the song It
1: Is Well. There's one on the top of my head right now. It's called It Is Well. Oh, my goodness. And we can put the lyrics up side by side. Have you heard um so it's a it's a um it's a hymn. Okay. Have you heard the background of how that song
0: No, because I thought it was out of the psalm that
1: David wrote. Um, no, so it's a hymn, and it was written in the 1800s, and just a real quick overview of the why the guy actually wrote it is because he had a very Job-like experience in that he lost all of, he lost his son first, and then he lost his, all of his belongings and possessions in um, this huge fire, and then not long after that, his wife and his four daughters were on a boat ride, and they're traveling across the ocean to get to europe and there was a collision in the sea between two boats or whatever and uh he lost all of his daughters and the only survivor that of his family was his wife so this guy had gone through a lot Mm -hmm. and she was in europe and he was on a different boat ship and he was gonna go meet her in europe and we got to the place where the accident occurred that he lost his daughters he wrote this song it is well with my soul and when you know that it's like how could this guy you know write such a beautiful hymn that's with a... all that that happened uh, it is still well with his soul oh that's what makes it so great and, yes and so let me just read a little bit of the lyrics you can see it on the left here when peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like a sea billows roll Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. He goes on and on. I'm not going to read it all, but you can see um, if you read it for yourself. This guy is just acknowledging that (laughs) the circumstances are bad, but it is well. He acknowledges that even in the midst of his troubles, Christ has shed his blood for his soul. I I mean, it's such a beautiful song Mm -hmm. that honors and glorifies God. Bethel now has remade the song. Um, so here's the lyrics of the remade it as well. Grander earth has quaked before, moved by the sound of his voice, and seas that are shaken and stirred can be calmed and broken for my regard. Okay, and through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you, and through it all, through it all, it is well, and through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you, it is well with me, far be it from me to not believe in when even when my eyes can't see and this mountain that's in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea and then that goes on it is well as well as well as well as well there's really no more there's really no more content after that Uh uh-uh. it just goes back and forth uh-huh. which is typical of a bethel worship song just mindless repetition of the same words over and over again but this is the opposite they flipped it on its head this is this person saying that now all these problems in front of them, Jesus is going to take them and move them out of their way for them. And that's why it's well with their soul, because they know God's got it. This is, this is classic of modern day worship music. You've heard of the song um, Breakthrough is Common, that kind of stuff. Um, this is worship that's all about us and what God's going to do for us, Mm -hmm. when in reality, a true worship song focuses on what God has already done, paid for our sin on the cross, and oh my goodness, just that, when we know what God has already done for us, that compels us to worship Him. You know, He doesn't need to give us anything else after that. What He's done is enough. Yeah, well, what is worship? Glorifying God. The worship of God. But what we see in modern worship music is what God was going to do for us, and how Basically, it's all about us. See, that's that's
0: that's where we're getting messed up here is it's now all about us. It's no longer about Jesus and what he did for us on the cross to save us from God's
1: wrath. It is now just about us. You're right. It's like that's no longer important anymore. We don't care really about that. We just want to know how God's going to use us, you know? Mm-hmm. Make me feel good. Okay, so now that we read this. What can God do for me? Me, me, me. Yeah, now that we read those lyrics, let's watch a short clip of them singing that song. Sounds real nice. Sounds like worship. Not worship. This is not worship. So we gotta just... Be really cautious about what we do here. I'm not trying to copyright Bethel. (laughs) We're not saying that you can't lift your
0: hands in worship. Right. You can't surrender in worship. You can't kneel down and pray during worship. You can do all of those things. But why are you doing it? Are you being manipulated by the worship band? Are you being manipulated by the songs that you're singing? The worship team specifically had these things. Chords that they play and it pulls on the heartstrings. Music does that already. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. So that's how they draw you in, and then they put these worthless lyrics up, making you think that it's a Jesus song, but it's really not. Or are you being used by the Holy Spirit, being guided by the Holy Spirit? Right. Is it in your heart? Right. I, y- it doesn't matter what she does. The only thing, we have an audience of one when we are worshiping, and that is only Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. So what she's doing, that doesn't matter to me. What I'm doing shouldn't matter to her, vice versa. We're worshiping God. That's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it because somebody else is doing it or because the worship leader's doing it or whatever the case is, then you're doing it wrong right and if you're singing false theology then
1: it's wrong right can we go back to this just one last time for a real short clip yeah i know how hard this can be sing and worship but I like I, I just you can't feel, break yes. you feel the pull the music is loud it's building yes you see the people Crescendo. yeah you see the people <laughs> with their arms raised it's just it's really emotionally like oh i want to be a part of that but uh, but that does not equal worship all the time If it was theologically correct from a theologically sound worship band you if you can feel free to worship yes But this is not it. I'm sorry, guys. We got to get it out of our brain that this is worship and that this is Holy Spirit filled. It is not. No, it is not. It sucks because (laughs) I was in this for 15
0: years. Mm -hmm. And worship singing is my favorite thing. I love singing. I'm not good at it by any means, but I love it. I love praising God. But it's not praising God whenever it's incorrect lyrics. Yeah theologically incorrect
1: yes yes that's the importance yes, yes, there. W- that's why you need your mind in worship It's why it's so important right right the last thing i want to show is an interview
0: okay guys we're gonna stop this right here come back next week to watch the interview thanks for watching like share subscribe and comment thanks